Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I appreciate that. I love seeing someone who gives themselves wholeheartedly to what God has called them to do at that time. And you have a breakthrough anointing on you, which is only going to get bigger. Okay? So I just want to encourage you. And you know those moments when you're doing your woo-woo? There was like a, I don't know if anyone else felt it. As you did that, each time there was like a breakthrough happening. And I feel just to encourage you, there will be things God will say to you to do and your head will go, oh, no, really? It might seem a bit, woo-woo, go for it. And if your pastor kind of, you know, is, is a bit nervous, you can blame me. If she kind of like, because I just feel like there's some lines God wants you to cross, right? I just feel like you're going to go into some places and spaces where it might go, what on earth am I thinking? But God, I see God pushing you in your back. So you go there. You go there. It's going to be powerful. In Jesus' name. And sister guitarist, um, what's your name? Lizzie. Always love seeing a girl on the guitar or the bass or the drums, right? It's just that, not that keyboard is, please, I love you. I don't want to. Where are we without the keyboard? But. I just want to encourage you personally that you, you give it all as well. You're a bit like the duck. There's more going on underneath the water than on the top. It's like you're gliding along the top and it's all happening underneath. Like still waters run deep. But God wants to encourage you because you've got a prophetic call. And I feel like you're going to venture into that more and more even, even on your instrument. And you're going to prophesy through your instrument. And so be bold. You know, it's like God wants you to have a go. Just test it out. What if nothing happens? What if it does? Right? What if it falls flat? What if it doesn't? You'll never know if you never go. And I just want to break confusion as well in Jesus' name. And God's going to give you clarity. Clarity for the next step. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's the good shepherd. It's his job to lead you. You're just a sheep. It's his job to lead you. And he's doing a good job. Okay? You're going to a great place. Your destiny is awesome. In Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, beautiful. Okay, the rest of you, you can go now. <laughs> so great to be back. You know, this year is my 30th year in full-time ministry, which um, I know some of you remember me when I was a prophet on pea plates, you know, and I, I've actually known Pastors Jeff and Rhonda longer than that because before I ever went into ministry and when I was still living here in Perth, um, I'd come along to any prophetic ministry they had. If they had School of the Prophets happening, if they had a prophet from the United States, I'd be here. And, um, and I, 48 years makes my 30 just pale into <laughs> in comparison. But it is kind of like that, isn't it, Jeff? It's just like one day you're kind of like a newbie. You're like one of the, you know, the, the, the new kids on the block. And then before you know it, you're one of, you're one of the oldies just because you kept going. You just put one foot after the other and just kept turning up. And so um, I just want to thank you both personally as well. And I know it's kind of become... You know, the visiting speaker comes and says really nice things about the pastor in the name of honour. But I want to just say in the name of love that, you know, like legitimately from my heart, you guys believed in me right back in the early days. You were amongst the first and you didn't just invite me once, we'll give her a go, we'll give, you know, give her an opportunity. You know, you, you, you kept, you kept inviting me back and that continual belief um, has been something I've really appreciated. 
And I uh, thought sometimes, Jeff, I should use you as my PR manager because you kind of make me sound, I think, a lot better than I actually am. But as I was praying uh, for you both this morning, I just felt the Lord say that, you know, that expression, salt of the earth, you know, who knows that expression, salt of the earth? And I kind of thought, you know, yeah, different Rhonda is salt of the earth. But salt in the spiritual sense, in that what you've brought to this city, you have brought preservation, you've preserved that which could have died. There's been a preserving aspect to your ministry, ministry of this church, but you've brought flavour. You've brought flavour in ways that you, you have not even realised. And so sometimes we can underestimate the importance and the significance of salt, which we're all called to be, salt and light. But um, I think only eternity will tell, to be honest, the, the breadth and the depth and the significance of your stand, the stand you have taken in the city, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you ready to rock and roll? Let me check the time. Okay, I'm just get working out the numbers here. So do I have a service countdown? No, video countdown. Does that mean going live or... Sorry, I'm just working it out here. Current time, 10.08. I just go by the clock. So hand over 10.40. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for every person here this morning under the sound of my voice. And Lord, I, I love the fact that you're the voice within my voice. I love that you can speak to each person personally, irrespective of what I say. I love, Lord God, uh, I love, Lord God, that you, you, you have a way of interrupting our normality. I just see a divine interruption happening in the lives of so many people. And I just thank you, Lord, as I've always prayed, have your way and have your say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to share with you a word I've been sharing most places that I go because it is a word to, I believe, the body of Christ in Australia. Uh, a few months ago now, actually what month are we in? Probably earlier in the year, the Lord said to me, the church is on the road to Emmaus. The church is on the road to Emmaus. And so I want to prophetically unpack that story for you today. Now, I've... I wonder if any of you have ever experienced, experienced what it is to ask yourself, where am I? Where am I? I remember when I used to travel a lot. COVID, everything's changed. But pre-COVID, I travel a lot. And internationally, I was going to and fro from Europe for a season uh, where I ended up spending almost a quarter of a year in Europe, four different trips. And there would be some weekends where I would speak in four three or four different countries, even two different countries in one day. So like I'd preach, say, Switzerland in the morning and the Netherlands at night or Germany in the morning and England at night. Like whoever would have thought, I never ever would have imagined. But I have to say, there'd be times during the night where I would wake up and I would say, where am I? You know, in order, in order to, to get to where you're going, you usually need to know where you are before you start. If you're setting up, you know, your GPS on, on your phone, Google, any ways users here today, 
Let me give you the big heads up. Waze is awesome. W-A-Z-E, among other things, it tells you if there's a speed camera coming up. But anyway, that's just, oh no, sorry, my carnal self, but uh, awesome. You've got to put on the location services button on your phone in order to locate you before it can actually work out the route to where you're going. You get the idea? This is what I'm going to help you do today. I'm going to help you identify where you are on the road to Emmaus. I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to locate you. I'm praying for lights to turn on today. I'm praying for the illumination of God to identify what stage you're at because it's going to help you in getting to Emmaus. So let's start, Luke 24. Now behold, two of them were travelling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So give you a little bit of background. These two, Cleopas and friend, only one of them's named. And they were disciples of Jesus, okay, followers of the Lord Jesus, believers who had just witnessed the crucifixion. And in their minds, this had not gone to plan. They were absolutely devastated. They were confused. They were heartbroken. Give me a wave if things have not gone to plan for you. Anyone, any, can anyone identify? <laughs> Let's just face it, right? The last couple of years, for all of us, things did not go to plan. And for, for some of us, they hit home a lot more than, than others. But th- this is where these guys were at. And they're leaving Jerusalem, where all their hopes and dreams had been dashed. They're leaving the place of what the? And they're in transition. Everyone say Transition. They're in in transition. Some people are getting sick of the word transition because a lot of us have been talking about it for a while. But the reality is we, the church, are still in transition. We are heading somewhere. God is doing something new. I've been prophesying that for about the last probably seven years that God's doing a new thing. But the new thing is emerging. We're actually in that season where we are leaving what was and heading to something new. God is prepared. And so... We are all in transition, whether you know it or not, whether you feel like it or not, individually, collectively, some stuff is going on. I'm hoping to give you clarity to to some aha moments so you can join the dots. Some of you today, there's been a lot of confusion, maybe like these, right? Here they are. They're confused. They thought Jesus was going to establish his kingdom like the Messiah. He's the Messiah. He He was meant to be crucified as a common criminal. They thought he was going to, you know, overthrow the Roman Empire, you know, re-establish, you know, the, the Jewish people in their rightful place. And uh, it, it, it didn't go to plan. So here they are. They're, they're walking along. Verse 15 says, so it was while they conversed and reasoned. Conversed and reasoned. Stage one. Stage one. Write this down. Just occurred to me, I didn't actually send the, the points. The anyway. So it was. <laughs> While they conversed and reason. Stage one. Write it down, conversing and reasoning. Because you have to I'm gonna ask you at the end of this, it's, it's actually gonna be a test. At the end of this message, to see if you've been listening and to see if you can identify which stage you're at. So conversing and reasoning, that's the stage. Stage one. Where we're trying to make sense of what happened. It's a natural thing to do. And that's what happened. You, you, you think back to early 2020 
when things across the earth, right, just things change. We're facing things we never faced before. Virus, pandemic, lockdowns, which for those of us in the East is something we know a lot more about than you guys. But nevertheless, I mean, we were doing a lot of conversing and reasoning. Some of us more than others. I'm Italian. I'm a woman. Verbal processor number one. Right? If I'm suffering, you're going to hear about it. But that's, that's, that's a reality, right? That you, it's a natural thing to do. It's not the wrong thing to do. In actual fact, I preached this at another church and I spent the whole message on stage one giving them permission to converse and reason when I would be in another church just telling them to move on from conversing and reasoning. So some of you, some of you know what I'm talking about, right? It's a, you look. Look at social media the last couple of years, right? People are trying, conversing and reasoning, right? So it's that place of trying to make sense, trying to make sense of what is taking place, trying to get understanding from each other. And uh, maybe today you're still there. I find that people are often, they could be in stage one, in one area of their life. God, why, why? And it's a bit like this sometimes. I kind of had this picture a while back. And I saw people, I saw a person actually at a filing cabinet. It was like a, a, a four-drawer filing cabinet. You know, the old-style metal filing cabinets. And they're pulling the first filing cabinet and they're looking for answers. Oh, they can't find it. Go in the second one. No, it's not there, right? And they go, do that. Draw three, draw four. But what I saw in the drawers was like Facebook. No, answer's not there. YouTube. Not there. Gossip mongers, not there. And, and each of these drawers represented a place where people were trying to get their answers. But their answers aren't there. But it's a natural environment for conversing and reasoning. So maybe today you can relate to that. Maybe you're in stage one. You're still caught up in the natural. You're still trying to make sense of what you are going through with natural reasoning. You're joining dots that actually aren't meant to be joined. You're adding two and two and it's coming to six because you are relying on your natural understanding to process something that is spiritual. I'm saying it's not, it's not a crime. It's actually a part of the journey. It's a part of the journey, but we're not meant to stay there. So Jesus himself continue on. Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. I find this fascinating. Believers who did not recognise that Jesus was near. Believers who did not recognise you. Now, admittedly, he was, he was now resurrected, right? So he's in a, he's in a different form. But I'm thinking, Really? They didn't recognise the voice of the Messiah when he came alongside. And Jesus has drawn alongside. And so many of us can't even see him. He's walking with you. He is walking alongside. He's been with us through this whole, whatever you want to call it. I've had some words for it, especially as a Perth person who was locked out of the state of Western Australia. God bless Chairman McGowan. There you go. 
Uh, oh, sorry, did I say that? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please, I repent, I'm sorry. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Perth girl. All my family are here, right? You know, it's tough. I know, I'm identifying, right? 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 It's tough. But as I look back now in hindsight, I can see, I can see some incredible things that God has done in that season as he has walked, as he has walked. I pray we have eyes to see. But maybe your eyes are restrained, Maybe your eyes, their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. Are you so distracted that you can't see him? You're so busy conversing and reasoning that you haven't even been, had the consciousness or the awareness. Some of you need to flick a switch today. It's literally flick a switch. Lord, I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. I'm not looking I'm not looking for answers and understanding of, of, of world events and is this person, is this a conspiracy, is this person this, is, this, is it them, is it their fault? No, I'm looking for you, a shift of focus. And he says to them as he's drawn alongside, I love this, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? What kind of conversation is this? I want to ask you today, what kind of conversation? What's your conversation like? Because it will affect two things. NIV says, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, number one. They stood still, their faces downcast. They stood still, their faces downcast. Why is your conversation important, right? What are you giving your, what are you giving your time to? What words are you saying? What is it, if you were to have a look, you know, at the extent of your conversation, what is it that you are focusing on? It's important. I tell you why it's important. Because, number one, they stood still. It affects your movement. It will affect your movement. Someone's hit, today is stuck. You've even said it. I feel stuck. I ask you to consider your conversation. The words of your mouth. What are you giving your words to? Because you'll stand still. But the other thing was this, their face is downcast. It will affect your movement, but number two, it will affect your mood. It will affect your mood. It will emotionally impact you. If you're continuing to focus and just talk about the injustices, if you just continue to talk about the state of the political landscape. And I'm not saying as Christians we're to be in denial of those things, right? Don't believe that that is – we have to be aware of things, right, because we minister into those things. But what is most? What is most on your tongue? What is most in your conversation? It will affect your movement and your mood. And so Jesus asked them, what kind of conversation? Right, here we go. Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things? Everybody say the things. Have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And Jesus says to them, what things? And they said to him, the things. I want to do this when I say that. The things. 
concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. And they came saying that he was in a vision of angels who said he was alive. <laughs> and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but, but him they did not see. So, so here he is, Cleopas is sharing about the things. The things, the things, the things. All these things that hadn't gone to plan for the disciples. And Jesus, Jesus, his response is interesting. Okay, his response is interesting. Because basically they have just told him all the things that have happened. Jesus, Jesus has caused us pain. Jesus has broken our hearts. It wasn't meant to turn out this way. And there were all these things. Some of you today just need to get free of some things. That's the first thought. Some of you just got too many things. I pray right now for the anointing of God to touch some of you right where you are. You just need to start handing over these things. It's too many things. These guys were just overwhelmed with the things. And what was Jesus' response? Oh, my heart breaks for you. I am so sorry that I've put you through this. For the pain I have caused you. You think Jesus will be moved with compassion, right? Because that's a thing. There is evidence in the word of God that Jesus is one who's moved with compassion. What does he say to his disciples? He says to them, verse 25, Oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Excuse me? Excuse me? They had just poured out their hearts to Jesus about how much pain they were going through, how much suffering, and he rebukes them. He rebukes them. Stage one is the stage of rebuke. It's the stage where we get adjusted. It's the stage when Jesus comes into our lives and he starts putting his finger on things. And I would say the church in Australia has been, been going through a collective correction. That there's been a course correction and maybe he's been saying to some of us, oh, foolish ones. And do you know how he does this? He does this correction and adjustment this way. He, he, he continues, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he corrects through the word. He corrects through the word. I see a, a deluge of revelation coming. Okay, this is what I see. I saw this waterfall. I heard this waterfall. And the Lord said to me, there's a deluge of revelation coming. And that revelation, you see, revelation corrects us. Revelation adjusts us. And it's like, we're, we're going to find out we've been believing some things that aren't even in the word of God. It's been preference. It's been preference. And the Lord's going to say, uh-uh, just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's God. And we are, we're going to have some wake-up calls. We're going to be going... It was okay for the time. Don't get me wrong. There was stuff that was okay for the time, but sometimes that pendulum has a way of swinging out. A good thing out of balance can become a bad thing. But I, feel, I felt the Lord say that there were going to be teachers raised up 
all right? There's going to be a new wave of teachers. And these teachers are going to carry a prophetic anointing. So let me explain. A teacher traditionally, a capital, D, capital T teacher, now I'm not a theologian or a Bible scholar, but this is my understanding. They, they explain, right? They explain the word, the logos, right? What God has said. What is there forever? The word of God, right? When the teacher, capital T, and the prophetic, capital P, come together, then you get this. You, you get someone who explains, but they're not explaining what God has said. They're explaining what God is saying. Okay, just something to consider. And I see, I just see this, this coming together of the teacher and the prophet and we're going to, and it's in a good way, right? We're going to be, and we are being, we are being. This is actually, we are in stage two. Most, most, for the most part, the church is in stage two right now. And it's, it's a good thing. You see, because the Lord corrects who he loves, right? And, and there's going to be, a, I see like a collective sigh of relief from a lot of people. And I'm finding that I'm having discussions, all sorts of Christians, all sorts of people, and it's like there's this, you know, when Jesus speaks, he speaks. Not, not just to more than one. And there's like this collective, oh, am I the, I'm not the only one. Am I not the only one who sees this? Am I not the only one who thinks this way? Because God's speaking. He's speaking. And so I've been, I don't know if anyone else has gone through like a personal adjustment from the Lord. Like I, I, if, if, if you haven't already, get ready. And it's good. It's good because it's a part of the journey. It's, it's on it's stage two of the road to Emmaus. Okay? So just flag, flagging that. You know, one thing the Lord said to me um, in recent months, he said, Vicky, the most important thing you can cultivate in this season is a humble and teachable spirit. Verse 28, then they drew near to the village where they were going and he indicated that he would have gone farther, but they constrained him saying, abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is far spent and he went in to stay with them. So this is a pivotal moment. Just picture it. There's the two, right? They're on the road. Jesus is drawn alongside. They've been having this conversation as they walked and Jesus has been correcting them and, and, and speaking the word, unpacking the prophets that were right. Jesus is about to, okay, off I go. He's about to say goodbye and they're like, oh, no way. No, 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 no. You ain't going anywhere. And because of their hunger, and because of their desire to hear more, they compelled and constrained him to stay. That's stage three. Stage three is pivotal. Compelled and constrained. I won't go back to it, but there's a, a, a point on, they, they actually say later on, didn't our hearts burn within us? Didn't our hearts burn with us? When your heart starts to burn, when your heart starts to burn for Jesus and to know him more than anything, you know that you're in stage three to compel and constrain, right? Who, who remembers old-time tarry meetings? I know I'm getting old now, but there, were, there was, man, I look back, I'm glad I was born again in 1980 because I was born again in a move of God. I was born again and I was filled with fire and, you know, there have been times that the enemy's tried to knock it out of me, but for the most part, yes, it's waned and ebbed and flowed, but for the most part, 
I have that experience that it, it did something in me, right? It did something in me. Can anyone else identify? We've got, we, we got some, I, I was at a conference recently, they prayed for everyone under 30. It was, it, us older ones were a bit shocked is that they didn't seem to have an ability to receive from the anointing. Very concerning. Those ones, I tell you what, we're going to see a move of God that's going to sweep up the younger generation. It's going to, they're going to have God encounters like we just even, it's going to make ours just pale in significance. We're going to be a part of it. I'm talking to those of, who are like my generation. But um, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Stage three, compel and constrain, where nothing else matters. You got it? Okay. Now, stage four. Stage four. This is when they arrived. It came to pass. So Jesus stays and they have a meal. I'm the worship team. You can come and get in, get in place, do what you do. Now, the thing about stage three, compel and constrain, is that it's pivotal, right? So this stage four, what I'm about to share right now, which is Emmaus, right, where we're heading, this would not happen without stage three. We can sometimes still be too fatalistic as the church, right? Oh, well, if God wants it to happen, he'll, you know, it'll just happen in case there are, there are and yada, yada. No, no, there's cause and effect. Our faith has an effect. What we do, our response to what God says has an effect. And their hunger, come stay with us, had an effect. And it says, now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. And they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. So what happened at Emmaus? Their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened and they saw him. They saw him. They saw him in a way they had never seen him before. There is a new revelation of Jesus coming. Even those of us who we've known him for a long time, aren't we? Haven't, we don't know him like we're going to know him. It's like if you track through church history, it's like there have been seasons where there have been revelations of Jesus that didn't exist before or they existed and they were restored. So we take for granted Jesus as healer, right? Jesus heals. There's hardly a spirit-filled Pentecostal service in the world that would not pray for the sick. I would, I would put money on it that they all do. It's not up for debate. They all believe Jesus is healer. But there was a season, I mean, pre-1950s, that was not kind of par for the cause. When the healing evangelists rose up, so guys like Oral Roberts, you know, and it became, it, they were restoring back the revelation that Jesus heals, that He died for us to be healed, right? So the things we take for granted, there was a time when it was restored. A new revelation. It, that Jesus blesses, prospers, right? The, the expectation that as a Christian, we can expect for Jesus to bless us, favour us. That was a revelation. Our church here in Perth that I was a part of split in the 1980s over that revelation. Well, there's another revelation coming. Our eyes open. You see, these were disciples. Keep this in mind. Those on the road to Emmaus were believers. They followed Jesus. And now 
their eyes were open to see him like they'd never seen him before. That's Emmaus. That's what happens at Emmaus. Get ready. People ask me, what do you think it is, Vicky? I've got a few ideas. I'm not going to say, thus saith the Lord, or the Lord's told me specifically, but I have, I, I don't think we totally, well, actually, we don't. We, I do not believe we, the church, have got a full understanding of king and kingdom. Sorry, I've been ignoring people up there. I'm just seeing you now that I'm standing here. You were, I was blinded by the light up there. Hello, top tier. My apologies that I have not been looking up there. And <laughs> you hear what I'm you hear what I'm saying? King and kingdom. King and kingdom. I'm gonna prophesy. Declare it. King and kingdom. We've known Jesus as so many different things. Well, get ready. Who's ready to have their eyes open? Yeah. This is this is not all being for nothing. It's not like, you know, the Lord just sort of fell asleep, fell off the throne and the last couple of years have just happened, you know, because he just lost the plot, you know. Oh, I haven't had coronavirus before. Mm, don't know how to manage this. Oh, gee. No, no, it's a shaking. Been a shaking. Bring us back to our senses. Yeah. And I, for one, I want, I want a new revelation of Jesus. I'm like, I want my eyes open. And I want to pray right now. In actual fact, the message continues. If you read the whole story, after Emmaus, they go back to Jerusalem. Right? They go back to Jerusalem to spread the word. But we're not at Emmaus yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. Where are you today? Can you identify where you are? I'd love you all to close your eyes. Would you please? Can, can, can you just for a moment just consider... Be honest with yourself. Father, I pray right now for the illumination of the Holy Spirit that you would show each one. Maybe you would be able to say, oh, in this area of my life, I'm in stage one. In that area of my life, however, I'm in stage two. Or maybe you can just identify, yeah, yeah, Vicky, I'm hungry. I'm sick of it all and I'm just hungry for Jesus. That's all I want. You're in stage three. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, that you're here. Thank you that you're near. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, you're turning on the lights. Oh, God, giving us new life. Oh, God, understanding like we've never had before. Oh, God, you're speaking. Oh, Lord, you're releasing revelation, revelation. Oh, Lord, that's what you need. I hear the Lord saying, some of you, you think you need this, you think you need that. Lord says, what you need is revelation, revelation of Him, of Him, of Him. Thank you, Lord. Open up our eyes. Who can identify where they are on the road? You'd say, yep, I, I, can, I can see it. Give me a wave if you can pinpoint. You can pinpoint. Yeah. You're, I'm going to get us all to do this. I'm going to get us all to stand right now. I'm going to lead you through through a little prophetic exercise. And as we do this, I, I, I want you, okay, open up your heart to the Lord. You know, one of the hallmarks of this season we're in is vulnerability and honesty. And I want you to be honest before God. He knows it already. 
He knows already what's going on in your heart and there is power, power, released because He gives grace to the humble. So I'd love you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands to Him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want you to call it out before the Lord. Just like in you, just say, Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm conversing and reasoning and I, I'm sorry right now for where I converse and I've just been interested and obsessed with natural things that really at the end of the day don't matter. Come on, let, let's, let's get the perspective of God right now. Well, stage two, you can identify stage two. Say, Lord, Lord, I know you're correcting me. I know you're adjusting me. I hear, I'm hearing your word in new ways. Father, we surrender to that right now. We surrender to, Lord, have your way. Have, we, have your way, Lord. God, we're not so impressed with ourselves that we, we, we can't say we can be wrong. God, we can be wrong. We can get it wrong. And I thank you, Lord, for your light shining in the lives of your people here today. Lord, for those who are at stage three, God, where the hunger, the fire, God, the heart is starting to burn. And there is such a hunger and frustration because they're wanting, Lord, nothing but You. A fresh encounter, I prophesy right now to every life here at Metro Church. I prophesy the fresh encounter. I thank You for a fresh encounter. I thank You for a reviving, Lord, of hearts, a reviving, Lord, of spirits right now. Father God and Lord, more than anything, I decree eyes opened, eyes opened, Lord, that we would see You. I want you all to put your hands on your eyes for a second. Just put your eyes and just, I want us all just right now, Lord, open my eyes. I want you to declare right now after me. Lord, open my eyes. All together. At the count of three, with one combined loud voice. One, two, three. Open my eyes. That's it right now. Holy Spirit, I thank You. I break confusion in the Name of Jesus and I thank You for Your clarity. The steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered by the Lord. Father, I commit, Lord, every person here to You today in Jesus' Name. Jesus' Name. Bring, come on, Lord, bring it on. Stage four. Come on, we're ready for Emmaus. Come on, Lord God, You're leading us there. You're taking us there. Thank You, Father. Oh God, that place, we're going to meet with You. We're going to, God, fellowship with You. We're going to hear from You. Lord, we're going to see You like never before. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. And everybody said, come on, give the Lord a great hand of praise. Come on. Thank Him. Thank Him. Let's just appreciate Vicky and thank her for coming to share with us this morning. God bless you. Thanks, Rick. I can hardly wait for part two tonight. Part two at five o'clock. Hey, listen, before we do anything else, I know that you will have noticed in that scripture and that story that Vicky spoke about, Jesus didn't appear to all these strangers. These were not random people, they were disciples. They were people that had already made a commitment to follow Christ. Can I tell you that about everything you've heard there? God wants to work in your life after you give Him your yes. I've had people say to me lots of times over the years, oh, God knows where I am. 
If he wants me, come and get me. Or if he, you know, if he if he's really there, make him appear. And I go, no, you got it all wrong. He operates by invitation. He's not a bully who barges his way in. He's not going to make you do anything. He's waiting for your invitation. These were people that were already believers. They'd already given Jesus their yes. They'd already decided, I want to walk with Jesus. No wonder it says He came and walked with them. Hey? So if you've never done that this morning, online or in the building, you say, Jeff, I have never begun to walk with Jesus. Or maybe you started to walk and you lost your way. Why don't you give Him your yes again this morning? Can we have every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment? If you're in the building and you say to me, Jeff, would you pray for me right now? I need Jesus back in my life. I want to walk with Jesus. I want Jesus. I'm going to give Him my yesterday online. I'll tell you how to do that in just a minute. But if you're in the building and that's you, would you just slip your hand up, put it back down again so I can see who you are, where you are, up in the balcony as well, of course, or down below. I'd love to pray with you right wherever you are. Maybe you're here for the first time or maybe you've been lots of times, but you have not given Jesus your yes. Would you just raise your hand wherever you are? Let me see it. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to help you today. I'm going to pray with you this morning. And I'm very sure that Jesus will see your yes, hear your yes. And He'll come and start walking with you from this moment on. Just I look across the building one last time. Is there anyone like that just wherever you are? I can't see every hand at the moment, but... Father, thank You for today and for those that are giving You their yes. Lord, you took a long time to walk with these people. It wasn't an instant. It has to happen right now. You walked a long way. It's a long way from Jerusalem to Emmaus. You walked with them. And Lord, I know you'll walk with these people that are giving you their yesterday. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. If that's you this morning and you're giving Jesus your yes. Uh, it's so easy for you to let us know about that and for then us to help you. All you've got to do is send YES, just those three letters, YES, to this number that's up there on the screen, 0488-826-392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get our help via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. And then after you've done that every day, we will send you a Bible verse and a prayer. They're different every single day. We send that to you for 30 days. There's no cost at all and there's no pressure either, by the way. It's our joy to help you. Just as these people went on the journey with Jesus, we want you to go on that journey. It all fits on one screen of the smartphone. It's not something that's a big thing to read. It's something that's meant to give you a spark for that day, to open your eyes to see Jesus around about you. We'd love you to do that. You know, every single week that people did it this week, Yes Text come in. And uh, we really want to just value and appreciate that commitment. You know, I wonder, you know, you were saying before, Vicky, about, you know, only heaven will tell. Well, I think this is one of those things. There are people all around the world. I don't know how many hundreds of people, but literally maybe more than that now. Over these last couple of years, uh, thank God we were ready with all this. It was already there. Uh, but what a brilliant thing it's been. So God bless you. If you Can we just give those people a big hand? So we love you. We're proud of you. We're praying for you. Every one of those yes texts that come in, our prayer team are praying for them all week long. One last thing we want to do before we finish today, and that is 
whenever we have a visiting ministry, I don't know what other churches do. Uh, I do know what we do in this church is that we want to do more than simply say to our guests that come, you know, good on you. That was awesome. Here's some applause. See you later. Hope you have a good life. We want to become a blessing to their life and for all their future and for whatever God wants them to do. I've lost count over the last number of years of the stories I've heard back from visiting ministries, how our giving enabled them to do something that maybe they went to a place where there wasn't a free flow of finance or generosity. In this church, we do that. So we receive what we call a love offering. It's a love offering because it's an offering that you love to give. And so if you want to invest in Vicky's ministry and in the future of that, whatever God will open up for her, this is the way you can do that. You can do it on the app. You can do it on the website. You can go out to the Connect Hub and the team out there will assist you with it. Just if you do that, just say to them, it's for Vicky or Love Offering. They'll help you do that. Every single cent you give, we give it all on to Vicky and to her ministry. And it's been our joy. I don't know how much over the years that all has gone through that. But you know, that's one of the greatest joys of Rhonda in my life is to be able to say I'm a part of that ministry. Because I don't really want to go to all the places you go, quite frankly. Um, I've been to enough uh, in some ways, but thank God that I get to send you. I was talking to Marcus Sardoun this week. He was here earlier this a uh, couple of months ago. And to hear back the stories of what God is opening up as He's going in New Zealand, a country that has been really rocked and knocked around by uh, so much of the events of the last couple of years. He's going into places that I, I'll never go there. And our giving has made that possible for Him. Vicky, I don't know where you're going to go, but we want to make sure that when you go there, you don't have to beg and you don't have to scrape and God sends you with abundance in Jesus' Name. So God, let's pray over our giving. You've got in your heart and in your mind right now a figure that you go, I'm going to invest that. I'm going to sow that into Vicky's life and ministry. Don't just go, I'll do it later. Do it today. Father, we thank You for every way we get to partner with your, the people You send to us, Your ministries. God, it's our joy. I have no idea where she's going to go and the people she's going to speak to. I think, Lord, the doors you're going to open up for her are not just going to be in the church, but in government. The leaders of government departments who themselves are concerned and who are confused. She's going to be able to go in there and bring them the now word of the Lord. Say, this is what God wants to say and do. Father, thank you for what you're raising up in this nation. Thank you for the time we are in, Lord, where you are rebuking, you are correcting, you are sh shaking and shuffling the church to get us to the right place where we will see you in a fresh way. We thank you for that. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless every giver, Lord. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for your part in that. Don't forget again, Vicky's here at 5 o'clock. I know I told you about 10 times, but I mean, I love it no matter who's here. Uh, presence last week. Where's Reverend Dr. Michael Battersby? Up there in the balcony. Uh, there he is, right up there in the balcony. What a fabulous gathering last Sunday night with presence. I believe that tonight's going to be even more than that. We're giving a lot more time and space for Vicky tonight to be able to minister. And it'll be an awesome thing for sure. Let's stand. I know time is already gone, but Tessie, let's sing. Come on, just quick. Let's sing. Let's get into it. Let's love God together.
In Jesus' name, John and Trudy are out in the prayer space to pray. Pastor Bruce online with ministry online. Well, let's worship the Lord. Come on, here we go. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord. Amen.